Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of socks, this episode is brought to you by NiceLaundry.com. Very cool. Why do you think I suck? <laughs> I was kidding, dude. It's a, it's a sock website. What's that even supposed to mean? <laughs> Relax, please. Nice Laundry helps you refresh your sock drawer with just a few clicks. You can get six pairs, including shipping, for $39 or a complete sock drawer makeover. That's 18 pairs for $99. That's pretty cool, man. And the quality is awesome. Actually, uh, I will say this, um, and they didn't even pay me to say this. These aren't. This is beyond the talking. Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. want everyone to know. They paid you to say the other stuff, but this is you're off. I'm going book. off book right yeah. now. <laughs> I think I've seen like at least four or five people in the last week or two. Yeah. Compliment your socks. Right. They say Amir has a psych a, a, a tight sock, sock game, game is what they say. That's correct. Also, do you really think that I suck? <laughs> I was kidding about. that. I know you were kidding, <laughs> but I feel like it was rooted in some sort of truth, like all jokes are, and it really bothered. Forget me. it, please, dude. Move on. Okay. Uh, so the yeah, it's do true. I Sock in that regard that I won't let things go. Uh, the quality is great and the look is great. If you guys just go to nicelaundry.com, check them out for yourself. I got six pairs for $39, which is much cheaper than the other pairs of stylish socks that I got. Oh, and this is fun. Yeah. Uh, the discount codes. Oh, that's right. So if you if you like what you see, you can get free priority shipping on these socks. That means the $39 bundle or the $99 bundle. You don't have to pay any extra for shipping if you use coupon code Jake or if you use coupon code AMIR. And Nice Laundry is going to let us know which coupon code was used more and give that person more socks. So would you use coupon code AMIR knowing full well that I'm a guy that likes having cool socks already? Or would you use coupon code Jake? Knowing full well that I'm a guy who doesn't even have cool socks. So I need it more than anybody, no, don't you I? don't. You just undersold yourself, Blumenfeld. You just walked into my trap. <laughs> you just said you want to use me, the guy who already has the cool socks? Or do you want to use Jake, the guy who needs the socks? <laughs> You're hurting me. Yeah, good. Not only that, but if you do use our discount coupon code, send us, forward us that receipt, and we'll give you a shout-out next time we pimp out NiceLaundry.com. Don't believe us? Nice. Good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, should no. never trust anyone. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't Let's start us. the episode. <laughs> you should have said, don't believe us. Don't believe us. Ask these people who forward us in their seat. Oh, I just want two people to, yeah, to not yeah. trust anyone. No, no, no. no. That's, a bad, that's okay, a bad idea. Bad uh, so thank you so much to the people who have done it already, including Dale V. Chris M. Andrew U. Nick S. Tabby A. Colleen J. Omar A. Matt B. Gabriel M. And Hunter M. <laughs> thank you. Bookend. Toda. I think that's the definition of bookended, actually. Oh, we should mention that the free shipping is only in the USA. So 
Sorry, Canucks. Sorry, <laughs> Londoners. Sorry, Australians. You're shit out of luck. But you can still check out. Listen to a different podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ass, stop, dude. I'm dead serious, dude. I don't want any freaking Brits here in my voice anymore. No, they, they, it's still good. They can still check out NiceLaundry.com. So if you find yourself at a computer, I'm sorry. It'll, it'll help us out. I'm so I apologize. This is not a huge sponsor. I'm it's a, big a sponsor fan of the UK. that. Yeah, it requires us to you know move some units. So please, if you do find yourself close to a computer, or if I you remember like, that, yeah. remember that. URL later. Do us a favor. I suck. By checking out nicelaundry.com. All right. Let's get started. Let's just do it. Enjoy this episode. I don't know what to say. Things got real. They absolutely did. Here it is. Da, baby. <laughs> That's throwback. Throwback to your first theme song that the you original, wrote. The original theme yeah, song. Yeah, 58 episodes ago. 58 episodes ago. We the were... best song, and not, not one intro has topped it yet, but I love that everybody's out there still trying. <laughs> preach. <laughs> preach what? I don't know. I like saying preach after I finish talking, so it feels like someone else said it. <laughs> so you're not even disguising your voice. You're just saying preach. No, no, yeah. You just say preach. So... <laughs> So you finish a sentence. Whether oh, it's like profa- Jake Hurwitz. Jake Hurwitz. That dude. That, that dude's the man. <laughs> Preach. Like shit. Like I, everybody agrees with that. But nobody agreed. It's just you saying. Preach. Well, if you if you yell preach, then other people are like, "Whoa, that guy's right." I I, I, I agree. I would say that's not true. Preach. How dare you? <laughs> nobody yelled preach. That was you. Everyone saw it. <laughs> preach. <laughs> um. So this is if I were you, the only advice podcast on the internet. Hosted by me and you, I'm Amir. And I'm Jake. Preach. I realize you didn't say that at the live show. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's like one of the only episodes you never you didn't say it. Unless I was just drunk. Which is also true. That I was drunk. Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> uh, can you imagine doing a live show sober at this point? Uh, I can imagine doing one of our... College shows like the Jake and Amir. Yeah, yeah. I always start a live podcast. Though, oh, no. I would be way too nervous. So it's just, it's a nerves thing. Yeah. I need to get drunk so I can go out there and like be loose and talk. Otherwise. But, but you're not drunk when we'd record the regular podcast, this one. Yeah. Well, this time I'm not in front of any people. So it's, it's easy for me to be open and honest. But in a room full of uh, strangers, it's really hard for me to be honest. So. Right. You have to have that social lubricant. It's yeah. kind of like going out to a bar in general. You just It's hard to be sober while everyone else is talking to everyone. Right, exactly. It's hard to approach people when you're stone sober. What we're saying is it's better to be drunk. Always. If you want to be sociable, yeah. <laughs> if you want to be funny and good, you need to be drunk. <laughs> and bad. <laughs> and then when you're too drunk, you become way worse. Did we ever... Oh, man. Remember how funny it was uh, before when we were in the uh, green room and we were getting ready for the show and we were oh, yeah. listening, we were like 
pulling whiskey from the bottle, <laughs> listening to ASAP Rocky and like jumping around and dancing like two excited little schoolboys. Just <laughs> like getting fucking amped for the show. Like, we're going to do this. All right, come on. It's swigging whiskey, swigging whiskey. Oh, wow, for the night, jumping around. All of a sudden, the uh, stage manager at UCB is just standing in the corner like, hey, are you guys ready to go out? Yeah, just, no. <laughs> it was the saddest thing I've ever I've ever felt a part of. We already feel a little out of place at UCB because it's just it's a place that's just like uh filled with a history of rich performers and doing like comedy for the stage and we're, and we're not entirely that so we already feel a little we're bit back out of there place. desecrating the green room <laughs> the sacred place drinking whiskey so we can answer questions about um pooping and anal sex on our podcast in front of everybody that's right but you know what it turned out all right i think so yeah <laughs> well you don't remember any of it i blacked out <laughs> <laughs> my da- my daddy listened to it. All right, when you called him a bitch, I I, I don't even really remember that because I I got an email from my dad this morning and he signed it with love, the little bitch in your eyes, <laughs> and I was like, did I call my dad a bitch on the podcast? I was so drunk. But what then, happened? Then, did then I call of, my dad a bitch in front of fifty thousand people? Instead of being mortified, I was just my heart was warmed that he listened to it. Yeah, and it is nice that he didn't take offense to it. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a wink. We winked at each other this morning. <laughs> through the email yeah. it's nice winky hi daddy <laughs> and your way of winking is calling him a little bitch and him acknowledging it yes and it's funny because it came on the tail end of a really uh intellectual thoughtful response about taxes <laughs> oh yeah my dad sent us a tax email in order to break down your llc income vis-a-vis your 1099s and w4s <laughs> you need to make sure that blah 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 P- uh, love the little bitch in your eyes and then below that any legal advice given in this document like his law f- <laughs> is the signature of his law firm <laughs> which he doesn't have on most of his emails he just had to give them to you he added it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right so how does this podcast work we did this on the live one how does it work? How does it work? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have an email address, if I were you show at gmail.com, and people who find themselves in difficult places in their lives, uh, in need of advice, will email us, and we'll do our best to uh, advise them out of their sticky situations. Um, these emails are all real. We can't stress that enough. These are real emails from real people. We just give them fake names to, you know, preserve their anonymity. <laughs> It's what? Great. What, dude? <laughs> you just looked at me when you're done. It's like you're a little, you're like a little, a little kid. You, uh, you, oh my god! You're like, hey, uh, hey, dad, did you catch my soccer game? You're like a dog who brought a squirrel to the door. Look, look, I got this for you. Do you approve of me? So do you? Uh, yeah, I think that was great. I Thank think. You. Uh, I won't say anything. Yeah, I won't say anything <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. I think yeah, I think you did a, you did a real you did a real bang up job on that one, Blumenfeld. Thank Let's you. Let's get into it. I appreciate it. Um, all right, first question: Do you have a fake name for this person? Um, we don't have a theme, huh? Could be anything. Okay, Hulk Hogan. Oh, thank you. So themes are names with first and last initials are the same. Exactly. Very nice. Very nice. Hulk, very very Todai. Hulk Hulk himself writes. What's Hulk Hogan's real name? Um I think it's like Terry something. Terry Richards or Terry No, Terry Richardson? No, that's a photographer. Terry Terry Hogan writes. Hey dudes. My girlfriend's been hinting that she thinks anal sex is really hot and she's coming to visit me out of state. 
Problem is, I'm a pretty vanilla guy who's thinking about breaking up with her anyways. She's coming in two weeks, and I don't want to have her come down here just to get denied or broken up with. She's awesome in every way except her sex drive. I've only ever kissed five girls, all of whom I was dating, and she told me she's blown 18 dudes. Her suggesting anal is pushing me even further away from her. How do I tell her how I feel without ending things or having to make an awkward conversation end with her being mad at me for the five days that she's staying here? Thanks, guys. Terry Hulk Hogan. Hulk. Hulkamania, brother. Mr. Hogan. (laughs) Sir. Hogan's heroes. (laughs) This is the opposite problem of what most guys have. Where they want to have anal sex. Yeah, and they don't know how to broach it with their lady. Right. Meanwhile, in the universe, there's this guy whose girlfriend's blown 18 dudes, wants to get effed in the B, and he's he's just uh, not feeling it, not having it. I feel like there's. we should just comb our email for people who had the exact opposite problem. Who want to bone people in the ass. Yeah, and set matchmakers up. I think it's... It feels like also there's two separate problems. One being that he... I mean, whether she wants to have anal sex or that's just some... That's sort of like a decoration on this, uh, on this package right here. The yeah. whole thing is that her sex drive turns him off and he wants to break up with her. But she is, like, pumped about this visit. I feel like this, this anal thing is so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just this weird added sad twist yeah like, she's like i'm gonna go with him in pennsylvania and i he's gonna fuck me in the ass and i'm just so ready i just ooh, and I want, he's just like oh I no i don't d want in my b and he's like hey i want to break up she's like oh that's not how i thought this was gonna go i thought you were gonna fuck me in the ass physically and now you're doing it metaphorically <laughs> i feel fucking i just got railed by this information <laughs> not in a hot way either you Fucked me in the ass with your with with your desire to not be with me. And I want I wanted some chocolate love, but you're such a fucking vanilla guy that we ne- we can never get the swirl happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, ice cream aside, you do need to leave my dorm room. <laughs> so, why doesn't he fuck her in the ass? Uh, I don't know. Some people are afraid of anal sex. I would say afraid? I'm afraid of it. You fear it? Yeah, because it's dirty and it seems painful. To who does it seem painful? Uh, the girl who's B you're effing? You can say butt on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually say fuck on the podcast, too. We're actually talking about anal sex, so regardless <laughs> yeah. of how much you're so censoring yourself. you're afraid that you fucking the girl in the ass hurts her ass. Yes. <laughs> I do. I appreciate that. I know that anal sex is... Uh, it's a tight it's, squeeze, right? And it, it, there is there is pain involved in it. Um, what I, I in the research that I've done, there's sort of the good kind of pain, which is a lot of people think about it as like getting tattoos. You know, it's sort of like tolerable pain that's right. like like an intense pressure or something. Another thing I would never do. That ultimately, right? But like ultimately, well, also the pressure is not on your butt. So right. if the girl likes it, then yeah, I'm just the, the tattoo artist, right? Yeah, so, I just have the needle thing. Yeah, you have. It is nice that you're calling your dick, dick a needle, needle thing. That's, yeah, that's a little an needle thing. Of, yeah, so. <laughs> So you're the guy with the needle dick. Yeah. And she's And I want to give her an anal tattoo. <laughs> so I but I think that like if you that's like if you sort of like 
warm the anus if you use lube, if you finger it, if you uh, massage it, if yeah, you let just, it open up, and yeah. if you work your dick in slowly, that's going to be a <laughs> Do nice Do you want to tell your mom experience. to stop listening at this point? You know what, mom? Because actually my mom has – I she has a similar stance to you as, <laughs> as, as, as um, on anal sex. And I really? actually would appreciate it if she listened to the podcast. <laughs> Not saying I want you to have anal sex. You know your mother's I'm, stance on anal sex? I remember one time my mom caught me looking at porn or like found porn on my computer and uh-huh. there was like – she had a discussion with me and she's like, you know, porn is like – it's bad because it's like making these girls a victim a lot of these girls are like caught up in um, a bad situation right and then the other thing she said was that anal sex was <laughs> disgusting and oh. I actually mom I at this, at this point in my life I think I've grown into a semi uh, well formed person and You're I don't 28 think, and a half today I don't think anal sex is wrong I don't think it's disgusting I think that I think that the porn industry is flawed and yeah I think there's a lot of uh, societal inconsistencies between men and women, <laughs> which I find uh, that I have issues with. But I will say that anal sex can be a mutually uh, beneficial and beautiful arrangement be- between two people. So, <laughs> so would you say this guy should just bite the bullet? I think if he doesn't like his girlfriend, he should break up with him. But I think if he doesn't like his girlfriend because she's blown people, then that's dumb and, she sh- and he should not break up with her for like being uh, a sexual being. Right. Well, it's just one of the things that you can disagree with your girlfriend on. Like, it could be the other way around. Like, a guy can have a, a very high sex drive and a girl doesn't want to have sex a lot. And that it can also create a rift in the relationship. This is just, it just usually happens the other way around. But I feel like his question isn't about her sex drive with him. His question is about her sex drive in general. It's like, I've only kissed five girls and she's blown 18 dudes. <laughs> and I don't like that. And now that she wants to have sex with, like, anal sex with me, I've, I find it abhorrent. It just means she's a whore. But it doesn't. It does not mean that. And also, you can't tie your current relationship in with her past relationships that happened before she even knew you. Well, it is weird that she knows the exact amount of people that she's blown, a specific blowj number. Do you know the amount of blowjobs you've gotten? Um, maybe I can... I, not offhand, no. Like, I, if I had a conversation, I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, boom, 18. Right. <laughs> I don't know how many I've gotten either. I do know how many you've gotten. And it's <laughs> yeah, 18, but, oddly enough. Oh my God, they're all from this girl. <laughs> Which doesn't count towards her 18. You got to share that Google Doc with me. I feel like you know a lot about me, and I, I just, I don't have, I'm not privy to the knowledge that you have. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't know. I've gone through a lot of uh, trouble to collect all this information. Yeah. You have like a baseball card of information of me about like how often I've reached third, second, That's, and first yeah. base. Yeah. I like to know when you jerk off. Yeah. I like to ask you point <laughs> yeah. blank. You do. Yeah. You asked me on the live podcast when was the last time I masturbated. And, and then, then, yet last night, yeah, you asked me when the last time I masturbated. I'd like to know. <laughs> I also believe I volunteered uh, information about when I was going to masturbate. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a kind of uh, nice familial friendship that we can have. Yeah, especially now that we're roommates. Yeah, we're we're roomies now, and I'd like to know when you were masturbating. <laughs> and I really would. I know. And I would really like to keep some things a secret. I think that'll keep our I relationship think that's fair. I think that's tighter fair. still. Uh, what brings us together is not the information we know about each other. It's the it's the little bits of data that we don't. And I would really appreciate Agree. you keeping some Two secrets dis- from me. Agree. And I yes. would keep some secrets from you. Secrets, secrets, secrets are, are no glue. fun unless they are for your roommate. <laughs> secrets are the glue yep. that hold this relationship yep. together. The more not. secrets, secrets, the more are adhe- not. Yes. Secrets are secrets are the acid that wears away at the heat of <laughs> uh, of our relationship. And I'd appreciate to know where you're masturbating, when you're masturbating, <laughs> how you're masturbating, and to what you came. <laughs> And why, actually? And why, yeah. <laughs> because Most it's a little bit different. All right. It's a little bit different every time. Cheers, Tada. This guy should break up with his girlfriend if he can find his reasons are unimpeachable and pure, <laughs> and if they are 
uh, small and they're attached to your ego and not the way you feel about her, then don't break up with her. Try to work through it. Yeah, and if I were you, I would also break up with this girl. I mean, it's not. It's going to be a weird situation. The question is, do you wait till she comes to visit and do it in person, or do you do it on the phone? That's, Definitely don't do it. Don't. I mean, do it now if you're going to do it. Don't make her come all the way to visit you expecting anal and then <laughs> denying her your your butt plug and also forcing her to like she has to go through airport security she's got to take off her shoes and and empty her pockets and she has to like board a plane and fucking fly to you that's not okay she's coming out of state to visit or she's driving a really long way there's not like you shouldn't uh make her go through this effort so you can break up with her and then have a weird five days together all right yeah, that's that's a that's a usual problem. Is like I'm with a girl. It's weird to break up over the phone because we've been in a relationship for X amount of years. But it's also weird to just wait until she gets here and then break up with her. Facetime, dude. Facetime. Yeah. yeah. Video chat break. And I think if you tell her like the reason I'm not doing this in person is because I didn't want you to waste your time, she'll like she'll understand. Or you go to her before she gets to you. That's true. That way, it's like she can't get oh, mad at it's you. So weird, because then she like you came, you came all the way, and she's like super excited. She's like, "Oh my god, does this mean we're gonna <laughs> fuck in the ass now?" And he's like, "Actually, no. <laughs> it means the opposite of that." Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I would say do it over the phone quickly if you're gonna do it. Tear the bandaid. Tear it. Boom. Right. Toda. Next question. Next person. Next new name. Who do you got? Is it a man? It's a no. It's a girl actually. Hmm. China. China writes Dear Jake and Amir I received a really terrible book for my birthday And my friend keeps asking me if I've read it yet What should I do? Short Sweet But very complicated Right Giving someone a book is a Is a bad gift What do you say? It's a bad gift Do you think books are a bad gift? I think uh, 99% of the time it's a bad gift I've given books many times I know, and and it's very sweet But the fact of the matter is They take hours and hours and hours to read It's a big responsibility I only do it when it's a real friend of mine And I only do it when I really love the book And I say, if you want to get to know me, you'll read this book And I think maybe that's what your friend is doing So, you should read the book also, you said it's a terrible book, but you haven't read the book, so you don't know if it's terrible. It's hard. I mean, I've gotten a book. I'm, I'm in this thing where I give my friend a book, and then he gives me a book. And the last book that he gave me was so bad to me. I was boring to me. He loved it. What book? It's like called The Empire of the Sun. It's just about Native Americans. Who's, who's his friend? Ofer. Ofer. Yeah, yeah. So I gave him a book that he didn't like about Einstein, which was 600 pages. He read the whole thing and then gave me a book that I didn't like. And I'm like, I have to read this. So like I read like now it's like you guys are out to get each yeah. other. <laughs> it's but, a it's a fucking it's a prank game. But I my 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 attention span is so shot that I can barely read books that I do enjoy. That like when it's like bore, boring to me. Did you finish it? I did finish it, but I had to read like three pages a day for four months instead of like just doing it all in two hours because I couldn't like my eyes would not let my brain or my brain wouldn't let my eyes continue to read after like two minutes. You don't like well. It's tough. If you don't like books, then books are a bad gift. But I like to read. I like books. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I read books all the time. That's not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> what were the last three books that you completed? Um, Wild by Cheryl, Cheryl Strayed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it was Dave okay. Aker's book. Yeah. Zaytoon. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there there was um, more books recently. I don't sure. know. For like when I when I travel, I like to read. Right, but otherwise you don't. 
Oh, you know what? It was, I remember now. It was, uh, I read two Malcolm Gladwell books. When? Outliers. This is like in August and September. Okay. So, so you read three books in the last six months and you think you love to read? I do like to read. But you would have read more books than that, don't you think? Three books a year? Uh, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like I if feel you like really, you're putting me on blast. <laughs> I, I am putting you on blast. But I, I do. I think I read a lot. I think I read. You don't read like, a lot. Internet articles. I think I read. Oh yeah, yeah you read scripts. like yeah, yeah. Internet articles. But like, scripts. But you don't read books. I read a lot. poetry every yeah. single day. Do you? Yeah. What book of poetry do you read every single day? Well, I own a book called uh, Good Poems, which I absolutely recommend. It's curated by Garrison Keillor. Actually, my mama gave it to me. It's <laughs> one of the best poetry books I've ever read. And I also, um, my, I have a favorite bookmark. Uh, which is uh, poets.org, I think it is. And they, they post a poem a day. I read, I read a poem every <laughs> single day. <laughs> All right. Well, what I'm trying to say is there are people that love to read, that read like, you know, a book a week. Voraciously. Yeah, yeah. They just, they just go through it. They devour it. Like Streeter's someone that like is constantly reading books. Uh, my brother's wife is constantly reading books. I feel like those are people that love to read. You're like me. You'll no, read a book, I, I, a book I, I, every other month. I'm not maybe like a book that. every three months. You, call you don't it a like day. reading. Uh, I like it when it's an interesting book. <laughs> what a boring conversation! <laughs> this is how boring books are. They make conversations boring. I think uh, I don't know. I guess it, it, there's books that people connect with, and then there's books that like your friends. I think it's it is dangerous to like give someone a book yeah like it's it's like it has hey, to appeal to you and it also 10 hours devouring this it's an investment that you want to feel like you are in control of like you made the decision like i i pick up this book and i will choose to read it that being said if you, if you do read a book or if somebody reads a book that you recommended that's like a huge that's a very big connection it's more so than a movie i think it depends on the friend in this situation like if your friend is a good friend and she's asking you to read the book you should be like okay i'll read the book and read the book and then see if you like it if she's not a good friend you should just be like you know what i um i'm not gonna read the book <laughs> what about like the old high school cliffs notes remember sparks notes There's no point in lying about reading the book and just be like hey yeah i really liked it my favorite part was when the um <laughs> when the main character uh actually i went thought through of some, a change i thought oh. of some themes with the book if you can believe that it's a, i found it to be a coming of age story uh, it was a, it was an allegory of the uh, Cold War, I think. Yes. And yes, another yes. theme that I realized is that uh, it represents uh, youth. So of those are the three big themes that I course. liked in the book. Cool. Uh, <laughs> also, the four main characters I liked: John, Mark, Jim, Dan. And uh, I like the last sentence, which I've committed to memory. Another thing that you could do is just. Um Avoid your friend entirely. Just never see him yeah. or her again. If they gave you a bad book, maybe they're a bad friend. I don't think you can really speak to the book being bad or being terrible if you haven't read the book. It's beautiful. I'm... I can't speak to the book being terrible if you haven't read the book. <laughs> I, you're crying for different reasons right now. I know it. <laughs> a mosquito just bit you. <laughs> Completely unrelated to the book thing. Uh, so if I were you, I would... Uh, just quickly glance at some synopses online. Tell your friend you read the book and uh, consider it a lost cause. You're not going to actually sit down and read a terrible book. There's and too I, many good books in the universe that you haven't read, probably that yeah, uh, you should oh, waste with, your time you with this terrible. Like, yeah, recommend some of the some of the. For good example, books. Uh, Moonwalking with Einstein is a book I read once that I really liked. It was about a guy who entered the U.S. memory competition. 
uh, The Drunkard's Walk, which is a book about statistics and randomness right. in America. Right, so this is like, if you recommend, I think you have to like have a keen awareness of your sensibilities. Like if you yeah. gave me one of those books, I would be like, yeah. fuck this. <laughs> but the last, the book that I read, Wild, which I loved, was about a woman hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. So right. It's like, yeah, this appeals to me directly. Right. You should have a more thoughtful friend that uh, that doesn't just like force her books on you, but rather finds a book that she thinks you'll like. I don't know. No, you don't. Well, she. What would you do if I gave you a terrible book and I said I'd like you to read it? Have I would read, read it. it. You read. You would read it. Cover to cover. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you a book. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> but are you going to try to make yeah, it? Yeah. I'm going to try to fuck with you. I'm going to try to trick you or get you in some way. <laughs> it's going to be as dense as Infinite Jest and uh, <laughs> twice as boring but, if you can believe it. Well, Infinite Jest isn't boring. Did you read it? Uh, no. Gave up. Too dense. Mm. I'm going to hit. I'm going to get back to it. Yeah, yeah. The problem with stopping a book and restarting it is that, like, do you start from the beginning or you start from where you left off? I don't know. With that book, I'd probably have to start from the fucking beginning. It's so dense. All right. Ready for question the third? Yeah. I promise this one's not about books. Okay. We need a name. Man, woman? Woman again. Sable. Sable. Sable herself writes... So my boyfriend keeps texting me about his problems with his parents' divorce. And don't get me wrong, I feel really bad about it. However, I just started taking classes again and I'm working two jobs and it's super stressful to make things... And it's super stressful. And to make things worse, he keeps texting me to come over to his place to help him with his problems he has with his parents. Which, when I decline, he calls me a colossal bitch. The good news is, I met a great guy at work who is awesome and super friendly. Should I dump my D-bag of a boyfriend and go after this amazing guy? Or stick around until his problems blow over. Thanks, Sable. I will say you sound like a colossal bitch. Really? I really think she does, actually. You're taking the boyfriend's side? Not necessarily. I feel like there's still need... I need a little bit more information. But I do think, given what I have right now, I would peg her as a colossal bitch. Really? But you got to think about things in in her point of view, which is... Her boyfriend's constantly complaining about her par- his parents' divorce, which if you're old enough to be in a relationship, your parents' divorce shouldn't be that big of a deal. Well, your parents never got divorced. So that's not fair. <laughs> Secondly, you know how you'd react. And then he uh, he's calling his girlfriend out for like not wanting to come over and console him. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, but that's tough. I mean, I imagine your parents are going through a divorce and you're, you need to rely on your girlfriend. And she's like, I don't really want to come over. And you're like, wow, well, all love is fucked. You're a bitch. What am I doing? I don't think he's being very mature if he's saying that. But here, well, here's my, here's my take. Here's my take. Okay. One more time. Here's my take. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, you, gotta, you get a little high pitched to the front end of a sentence, sort yeah. of commands attention. Here's my take. And everybody's like, whoa, what just happened to that dude's voice? But then their eyes are on you and, and you don't break. So then. I feel like he right. took a speaking seminar recently between preach and here's the high pitched voice. Right. Preach. This is, how, this is how you talk. You can command attention by, uh, here's my take. Yeah. And then preach. So, all right, I'm going to put this to use right now. Okay. Here's my take. <laughs> This episode's called "Here's My Take," right? Uh, it might be called "Preach." All right, that's that's actually a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Notice I'm staring you firm in the Preach. eyes. So uh, even though you have a good idea, I'm sort of usurping it, taking it on as my own. Yes. Here's my take. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I honestly actually might have forgotten what I was going to say. Yeah. But um, here's my take. <laughs> uh, it sounds like this this girl doesn't want to be there for the dude. Okay. Okay. But I think if she, if it's because he's going through a rough time, 
then she is a bitch. You can't just be there for the good parts of the relationship. And then when he needs you, when he's going through some shit, just abandon him. And sometimes I think people get more needy when they feel like they're being left in the dust. So he, he, in his mind, he's like, oh my God, my girlfriend's not there. I really need her, you know? And the other thing that this is, this is maybe the, um, this is maybe where I might side with her. If he's a douchebag all the time, which he did say, and not just because of this parent's divorce, if he always sucks, and now he's especially needs you, but you're like, I don't want to be there for this guy who I think sucks anyway, just so I can go through this shitty time, help him get past it, and then break up with him. Really? I would say can get, break up with him now if you're ready to break up with him. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying oh. break up with if If you, in your mind you've already decided he's a douche and you don't like him and now he's sucking extra hard, yeah. break up with him for sure. But I think if you're like, if he was great for a long time, now he's sad, and you're like, I'm going to hook up with his, with, with his buddy who's positive, that's not really smart thinking because I think a lot of guys are going to like have issues where they need you. And if you're just like bad at being there for people, that's not necessarily like you're just moving on to ruin somebody else's life. Well, this new guy sounds amazing and hot and super fun. But what 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 makes him sound amazing? That she said he was amazing. Yeah, and his parents are still together, <laughs> which makes him <laughs> the man. This new guy sort of damaged goods. I mean, clearly he comes from a broken home at this point, a place where I can't I can't imagine my life going. I don't want to ever divorce a guy. What do you think? Uh, I think if, if this girl seems ready to break up with this guy, she should just break up with him, even though his parents are going through a divorce. Uh, yeah, I think I guess what I'm saying is the same thing. Don't stay together with him because he's going through a rough time, but don't break up with him just because he's going through a rough time either. If he sucks and he, he sucks, sucks harder now, yeah. break up with him. If he's great and he sucks now, maybe try to just like look deep into your heart and decide if it's worth it and that maybe Maybe you can help him through it, and then you will both be uh, better. Well, it's kind of hard. It's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like these, when you get into a fight with someone, it's like, oh, you bitch, you're probably just going to want to break up with me. You just want to break up with me. Yeah, and, and then, then she's like, the uh, more times, yeah, I, um, at this well, point, now I, I do. do. Right, because you're just such a bummer all the time. Here's yeah. a bit of advice for people who are the guys in this situation. Don't get mad at someone for not helping you. They don't owe it to you. That's true. And it's such a weird thing to be like, oh, you suck. You're not helping me. Yeah. And then they're like, because then the best thing that can happen is they can begrudgingly help you. Right. And then it's weird. You're like, all right, thanks for getting me through that <laughs> rough time. And they're like, uh, yeah, I guess. And then he, like in your like in your heart, you'll always know that you had to force them to do it. And they won't feel like, you know, one of the nice things that uh, you can feel when you help people is that. You gave and you 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 are charitable and right. The person uh, that gives can't even enjoy it because they were forcibly. Right. Then it's just bad for everybody. So at least if somebody says no, they want don't want to help you and it really hurts. If you just let them go, then only one person feels bad instead right. of everyone. You right. Well, this guy wants to drag his lady down with him into this these trenches of feeling bad. The trenches of feeling bad. Yeah, like oh, my parents are getting divorced. I'm in a bad mood, so now. You are in a bad mood. That's not. You're putting that on him. Yeah. You're putting. Yeah, here's my. Here's my point. You're putting that on him right there. He's. He's not necessarily saying I feel bad. I want you to feel bad. He's like I feel bad. Help. Yeah, but then he's like, when he gets mad at her, it's like I want. I want you to. Yeah. It's when you get mad at someone, you're basically forcing them to be nice to you, and it's, that's. It's never a good way to be. It's tough. It's really hard being insecure. That's what this dude is. That's it. He's just like you got to be. I don't know. 
I don't know. Do you think everybody's insecure in some way? Probably. Yeah. Even, you can't be Definitely. the most secure. I guess you can be like very, very secure, but even the most secure people must have some insecurity. I think everyone does. What's your biggest insecurity? Or you know what? Better yet, what's my biggest insecurity? Yeah, this is this is yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what uh, tell me what makes me bad. Tell me what you think makes me bad and I'll tell you if I agree. <laughs> And then maybe if I don't, I'll uh, retreat deep into my psyche and realize that I am bad about that thing in that regard of which you said I was bad. Put me on a blast. I'm I'm standing here before you. <laughs> I'm begging Eyes to be closed. on blast. Blast me, sir. Blast. <laughs> uh, do you do you know what you're insecure about? Um, my um, no, actually, I'm not gonna say it because I think because then it just shows up in every single comment from now on. Everybody is like, "Oh, Jake's con- Jake's concerned about his eyebrows," which I'm not. No, obviously not. Uh, but that, unless you're saying that because you think I'm concerned about my eyebrows, are they connected? Are they <laughs> fucking connected? Are they thick? Are they too thin? What? Just tell me. Uh, they're thin at the end and thick in the middle, and they're connected, and it's just one. No. <laughs> The worst eyebrow I could have is on my brow. My brow is my eyebrow. What now? My brow is my eyebrow. What now? That's that's that new hat. That's that new head, dude. That's that winter jam. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the about? winter jam. My brow is my eyebrow. What now? <laughs> what else could your brow be other than your eyebrow? My brow is my eyebrow. My brow is my eyebrow, what now? My brow is my eyebrow, what now? My brow is my eyebrow, what now? Does that sound kind of cool? Brow, 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 brow. No, it doesn't. All right, forget it. (laughs) What was the song that I heard yesterday that, like, I hated it, but by the end of the song I liked it? Oh, ya bish. I don't know why. That really just tickles my brain. Dude, ya bish, ya bish. So he's saying bish instead of bitch? Yeah. Yeah, bish. I don't know. It's, it's fucking a dope song, though. It's like when someone tickles me and I hate it, but I'm still laughing. That's that's what I think about yeah. Yeah, bish. Yeah, bish. It's good. It's a great song. The whole song's great. <laughs> that and type away. That a song that I didn't like and then was won over by the end of the song. Oh man, there. Oh, there's another. I can't even mention it now because I don't know the name of the song. What? It's another song that's uh, it was like came up on Spotify. It's like if you like Rich Homie Quan who sings. Uh, type of way I think it's Rich Homie Quan <laughs> it's like you'll like this song and I'd listen to it and it's dope and I liked it a lot <laughs> so point one for Spotify yeah Spotify you killing it now yeah they know that I like hip hop and so when they recommend another hip hop song it's good it's in, it's in some type of way though yeah some type of way Mr. CEO is what my titles say I know you do <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like uh, because I got high. That call and response. That's a weird song. I love it. Uh, should we take a break? Do you have anything to talk about? We can talk about where we are right now. Oh yeah, this is our first podcast recording in our new towel fort of sorts. Yeah, this is such an upgrade over our last towel fort, which it's great. we had to force by turning uh, my apartment into a towel fort by hanging towels everywhere. This place is like a nice glass. Uh, encased balcony looking over the hills uh with uh curtains and uh what do you call these drapes drapes yeah yeah drapes, drapes everywhere. every every everywhere that we didn't even have to hang they were already here yeah it's fate it's great it's great fate. it's great fate it's great fate uh when was the last time you masturbate yeah. <laughs> preach 
Uh, and also, we're in our new house. Yeah, we've in never Los lived Angeles, together, California. Yeah, this is it. This is this is the first time we've packed. We've unpacked these uh, this pod podcast equipment since, and we don't have to put it away. Right. Remember the like when before we left, it was in your basement in Brooklyn. Yeah, and we were recording, and you were your life was a mess, complete frazzle, a frazzle festival. It was in shards. Yeah, it was in absolute shards. And I guess that was over two months ago now. Yeah, that was like November twelfth. That was the day before we left for the tour, right? Right. So your life went from that to here. Oh my god! And you've made it. I really like yesterday. Was the first time I like. I guess I sort of unpacked my bag when I went home for Christmas. Right. But this is the first time I like put stuff in a closet, put stuff in drawers. It's like this is my life. It right. feels amazing. I'm so happy. And yet, I'll never be satisfied. <laughs> I saw you weeping as you unpacked the boxes. You because looked, I knew I wanted more. Yeah, you looked at you looked at the book. You lifted a book out of a box and you you looked at it, and you you couldn't let go because it meant that you were finally at a place. Yeah, and you were like, "Holy shit! I don't care about the destination. The I'm last, now addicted to the journey." Right, my last pair of socks as I put it in the drawer. I yeah. said no. <laughs> And I left it. I left that pair of socks in my duffel bag because I'm always ready. I got one foot out the door. I'll never be where I am. I'll never truly be where I am. Well, you mean you'll always be where you I'll are. always one step ahead of myself and two steps ahead of you. Don't drag me into this. And one step behind my old man. So to recap, the order of things is... One step ahead of myself. Okay. Two so, steps ahead of you. Uh-huh. And then one step. One beat, one pace behind my old man. <laughs> so, if you were to zoom out a little, just the landscape of what you're describing, it would be See, a race in which, uh, in first place, is your old man. My old man. Then, in second place, is you. Then, in third place, is you too, because you're always one step behind yourself. And then, coming up the rear, for no reason, you're throwing me into things. I'm fourth. You're. Uh... <laughs> You're right and you're wrong. <laughs> okay. The order's correct, but life's not a race. I'll tell you what, bud. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no first place. We all already lost. Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Salud. <laughs> you're drinking Clorox bleach. Holy shit. You know it. Drano. <laughs> Drano to erase my paino. <laughs> you don't need to explain, oh. I get it. I understand, oh. Yep. Um... So yeah, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be a lot of good stories coming out of us living together. Yeah, that's true. Because we've already spent a lot of time together, but now that we're actually, you know, sleeping six feet away from each other, we are there. It's just a, it's a Jack and Jill bathroom. Yeah, and, and that's all. That's all we got. Which is great because you sleep in a wig, and you say, "I'm Jill and Jack." Yeah, <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> yeah, I'm one step ahead of myself and two steps ahead of Jack. <laughs> what? I don't even understand. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know what else there is to say, other than this place is great. Did you take a picture? We should post it online somewhere. I took a picture. I'll post it to my Instagram. Impossible. As I want the followers. Send it to me. I want the followers. I want my Instagram is going to have the picture of this room. My Instagram name <laughs> is Jake Hurwitz. J a k e h u r w i t z. Add me on Instagram. Follow me. <laughs> I promise you, I'll be I'll be posting riveting pics of my life, <laughs> of my dicks. Preach! Uh, how funny was it when Jonah Ray, the comedian, posted a picture of our billboard and uh, captioned it, "Who the fuck has a billboard for a podcast?" 
And then so many people got angry at him that he then had to delete the photo. Yeah. He, uh, we, we love our fans because we were put on an unsolicited <laughs> Tuesday afternoon Instagram blast. <laughs> a midday. Midday Instagram blast. I don't know how that was. Uh, I, know how, I don't know how that was average. Don't know how that was fair. But I tell you what, it wasn't appreciated. And uh, we respect that our fans came to our defense. I think that's a, I think that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but at the same time, we didn't necessarily retaliate, our, retaliate ourselves. We were too much of a, a scared little cowardly men to go out and combat it. Uh, with our own comments. Well, I think that's because it, it, and he's. I think he said this too. It didn't feel like he was coming at us specifically because he didn't even know that it was us. Right. He was just like he thought it was like stupid, which right. it, which all which is weird because we admittedly it is stupid. Yeah. We just, like got it for three hundred eighty dollars and thought it would be funny. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, if you think about it, this is exactly what we always wanted. This which is like is. the podcast that billboard turned into like actual promotion just then. <laughs> if only it didn't take down the photo. Yeah, that's true. But it did create like a little firestorm. Uh, I, I don't know. It was, I think it was great. You could see the I think you could see the Instagram. Somebody screen capped it on our subreddit. If you go to reddit.com. Uh, slash r slash jake namir there you go you can check it out also that's a just a good reddit to promote because it's a nice healthy community of uh our smartest fans so get in on that shit you know what i just realized we're uh we're out of time wow the break took us to the end yeah all right (laughs) sometimes the intermission is so long it becomes the end of the movie uh, but you know what? Don't worry. We'll be back on Monday, guys. Stop freaking out. Relax. <laughs> we are flattered by your by your, your uproar and by your outrage and your uproar. And I appreciate think, it. Yeah, I think it humbles me. <laughs> well, it didn't actually happen, so don't get humbled about it. <laughs> I am one hundred percent humble for this. <laughs> You're making up a reaction and being humbled by it. You treat me like a king, but I I assure so you, I am a humble so servant. I'm saying. I'm a humble servant. You're not because you I deserve to be treated like a king the way they treat me. <laughs> they I'll say that. You. I'll they submit that, and I'll admit that. But I do want to mention that I that I view myself as a as a pauper, a lowly pauper, <laughs> and I not. appreciate that you I have, do absolutely that, don't. that I have everybody you else are meeting, the sounding board no, 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 at my beck and no, call, and no, I appreciate no, how I'm much they appreciate get me. through with this. I'm a this god. Hypocrisy, I'm a god. Sir. I'm a fucking god, dude. <laughs> exactly right. All right. You're meeting silence and turning it into adoration, and I you're saying a, that you're humbled by it. I'm you're fucking, wearing a crown. I'm a god. You're. <laughs> right, why be a podcast king when you could be a podcast god? <laughs> a pod god. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are out of time. We forgot to mention the opening theme song was written by C.J. Malm. If you can come up with your own theme song we're still accepting them and using them at the top and bottom of all of our episodes boom uh send those to if i were you show at gmail.com that first one was written like i said by cj malm and this last one was written by gareth genie and lamp hopefully that's not their real names but you know what i'm not <laughs> judging if they are i believe I'm they're all <laughs> i believe they're australian and this is a it's a parody of that song timber I'll give you a one guess as to what they did. Yay! Uh, Thanks again for listening, everyone. We will be back on Monday. We will have more new questions. And if you find yourself in your own difficult situation, you can email us at ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. Peace! Ta-da! Let's get together, yo.
next time the beast in that regard Amir will straight up tell you Shake sexing and he's getting hard Tinder. Texting okay Cupid Tinder. Damn this girl's a smoke show Tinder. Hope she don't leave a snail trail She says she won't but her mom will Tinder. My girl's on a bus was with some clown Jerking him off right up and down Oh and his marriage just found out If this were you would you just bounce Yo so I like this girl you see We basically text like constantly Just wanna know if you were me Should I give this girl the D?